0: to carnival of flowers. And part of that is the magnificent lineup that you are going to see at the Festival of Food and Wine. Now this will happen over 3 big days and that is coming up September 8, 9 and 10. And I have here your exclusive first listen to what is coming up on those 3 massive nights we kick it off on the friday night the 8th of september from around four o'clock in the afternoon and you'll see some great emerging artists like steph strings and budgera now they opened recently for ed sheeran and they're performing at the sydney opera house this weekend and a fan favorite Jay sneaky sound system that gets us into the weekend then we start to turn it up a little bit. Uh, from Brisbane, the Hamilton Band. Now, I've done a few functions so uh, where these guys have performed. They're like a seven-piece ensemble that bring you some of the biggest hits, and they do it incredibly well. And uh, the guy that fronts the band, he won uh, Fiji Idol uh, years ago in 2004. It is magnificent. And then we start to get into the, the main feasts. You're going to hear these guys. <laughs> Need to be a I'd rather be a river. Yes, chocolate starfish are going to be there on Saturday night. And when they finish, they hand over to these guys. How good is that? A bit of hoodoo gurus to wrap up Saturday night's entertainment. But then you better have your three day pass because you want to come back and check out the next night's lineup. Because we kick that off with the Dreams Show, celebrating the music of Fleetwood Mac and Stevie Nicks. I've been afraid of changing because I've
1: built my life around you.
0: What about this? The Eurogliders. to be there And then the bloke that brought us these hits. One of the best in the business, Noiseworks and John... Well, the hits of Noiseworks with John Stevens as our headline artist to wrap it all up on the Sunday night and uh, he will always give you an incredible show. Of course, he quite often throws in a few hits from in excess because he fronted them for a little while and uh, a couple of solo hits as well. It will be a cracking three nights. I caught up with Adam Thompson from chocolate starfish, uh, to, uh, have a bit of a chat about what they've been up to and say, uh, them looking forward to coming to the garden city to be a part of the Toowoomba carnival flowers, festival of food and wine. And this is what he had to say about the uh, upcoming show.
1: And why would you not? Um, look you know we uh, we don't get uh, to the area very often and we want to make sure that um, you know we give you our best and that's going to be you know like I said nearly 30 years of performing and there's a lot of stories as we've just covered so I want to you know I want to bring the best of all those experiences uh, to the event and so you'll, you'll get a little bit of uh, the batter to hell experience you might get a little bit of bit of Freddie Mercury uh, as, but as, as well as that you'll get uh, all the hits of chocolate starfish as well and you uh, you know, it, what what you can rely upon is that you will be fully engaged, and uh, and that everybody will be involved. So, uh, I do know there are other performers who. You know, like you just sit back on a chair and, you know, just sip your latte and uh, be very calm and cool. That's not but, you guys. Uh, by the time we get to midway through our set, my friend, uh, that latte is going to be spilled all over you and you're going to be having the best time of your life.
0: You certainly will. And i have see them live. They are absolutely extraordinary. Chocolate starfish Adam Thompson there. My full chat with him, uh, including uh, the time he dated a Baywatch star. Yeah, the most famous Baywatch... No, not no, not David Hasselhoff, the other most famous Baywatch star. But if that's on our listener app, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that coming up. And we'll give you the chance to win tickets to go along for the three-day pass a little later in the show, the Festival and Food and Wine. What a lineup! John Stevens, Eurogliders, The Dream Show, Hooter Gurus, Hamilton Band, Sneaky Sound System, Budger, Steph Strings, and... You want to need to be a mouse, Well, this bloke is probably one of the most enigmatic and energetic frontmen that we've ever produced here in Australia. Uh, his use of theatrics on stage, uh, having seen them live myself, and uh, his use of his vocals uh, is something you will never forget. And I'm thrilled to say that you'll get to see it as part of the lineup for the Carnival of Flowers Festival of Food and Wine coming back for those three mouth-watering nights, September 8, 9, and 10. I am talking to and about Adam Thompson from Chocolate Starfish. Good. Good morning.
1: Good morning, Lee. A pleasure to be uh, talking with you and everyone else.
0: Uh, We can't wait to have you here as part of this lineup. is going to be absolutely fantastic, and we're looking forward to seeing you taking the stage again. I I mean, I have Mm. such fond memories, say, of uh, your early stuff, as many people would do, Uh, and I guess it's a case of the old overnight success. You burst on the scene with You're So Vade, the cover version of Carly Simon, and then... Ah, that song that just still resonates with me, Mountain. Uh, we'll talk about those in just a second. But it, it, the the truth is, though, it, there is no overnight success, is there?
1: Not at all, mate. <laughs> and it's really amazing how, I mean, that was uh, almost 30 years ago. Yes. Now. And right now we, we're back touring and, and doing all the things that I guess we're best at. And uh, we're probably bigger now than we even were back in the 90s when we were... Um, you know, a new, a new ensemble and, and everyone was sort of discovering them, those hits that you were talking about. But even now today, like finally our, uh, our, our chickens have all come home to roost and we're, uh, we're doing well.
0: <laughs> it, it has been an incredible journey over this time. I've been mean, going back to that and that, uh, those, those big hits. I mean, all of a sudden you're, you're thrust into the spotlight. How did, how did you think you handled that at the time?
1: Yeah, look, it's an interesting question, isn't it, mate? Because I think no one's really prepared for it. I mean, we we spend our whole musical, uh, you know, upbringings waiting for that moment of of getting a hit song or two, and and you think you're ready, but it comes with you know a lot of things that are unexpected. You know, I and mean, fame itself is a is an interesting um, beast, and you, you know you're never really prepared for what that looks like and feels like until you're in the middle of it, but um, you know, for us back then, we, you know, we were pretty young and we were just, uh, you know, I guess unable to, at the time, really uh, appreciate how great it was to um, all of a sudden overnight be be in everyone's lounge rooms on, on the radio and on, on every video show and uh, it was just amazing and, and, you know, of course, it caused some, uh, you know, some problems within the band, but yeah, you know, we sort of uh, we aired all those grievances out, and I took a little rest for a while, and now we're back bigger than ever. Like I said,
0: absolutely. I mentioned the theatrics and the the incredible vocals, say, uh, and it sort of you know harks back to someone I believe was very much an influence for you in Freddie Mercury.
1: Yeah, look, Freddie was great. In fact, uh, just before COVID, that big C word, I uh, I toured the Bohemian Rhapsody album, yeah. and which was fantastic, and uh, it, he was always an influence on me. Uh, not just his vocal range, but the way he was able to, to connect with an audience, and that's the thing that I, you know, you talked about my theatrics. I studied him in uh, in that thespian world for some time, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, somehow, I, when I uh, when I graduated from that, I thought, well, okay, well, now I'm a rock and roller. How's that going to work? But I, but I bought uh, you know, an assemblance of that to every show that that we do, and and. It is that rock um, and theatrical bent that is, I guess, what we're known for. And, uh, you know, Freddie was just the master, whether it's a small theatre or whether it's, uh, you know, Wembley, he was able to connect with seemingly everybody in that space and... It's something that I, I really enjoyed doing and it's a challenge that I, I, I love to take on every time we do a show.
0: Well, you're not afraid of taking on challenges because you also did Meatloaf's Bat Out of Hell and whilst when he, you know, got older the vocals didn't come to, uh, you know, Marvin as, as they had when he was younger but back mm. in his day, good grief. I mean, his vocal range, extraordinary and so you've taken on these iconic singers, uh, you know, obviously with some confidence in your own ability.
1: Yeah, look, great question, man. In fact, we're right uh, towards the end of a, of a national tour now, doing the Battle of Hell. Uh, we're just about um, wrapping it up, and uh, it's been an amazing journey to. Uh, uh, to do that that album in particular, Battle to Hell One in in full. Then we then we go into Battle to Hell Two, and 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 uh, as well as Jim Diamonds It's like you know he wrote songs for Celine Dion, like All Coming Back to Me Now, which is a real showstopper, oh, and, yes. uh, and you know Total Eclipse of the Heart. And then uh, because the Big Fella was in Rocky Horror. That's an excuse for me to put on fishnets, and I, <laughs> I I do it that way, and then we finish with Chop of Starfish. But, you know, there's something about that first album that resonated with me as a as a 14-year-old kid. I lost my mum the very same year to cancer. But oh. That album came out, and uh, Heaven Can Wait still, uh, oh, yeah. when I deliver that on stage, is is something that, you know, that 14-year-old boy just evokes every, every time I sing it, and I try and sing it with the passion that it was meant to be heard with.
0: Oh, I'd love to hear you do uh, Paradise by the Dashboard Light uh, with your vocals, uh, absolutely sensational. Love a bit of that. Uh, am I am I right in so Mountain, you know, the, the, this song that was just hauntingly good, uh, it was a very personal song to you, but am I right in saying that you you sort of kicked off the melody Jogging. I, I read somewhere, I'm sure, that you, you were sort of right and you, you could sort of feel this beat, which, which harks to like, you know, the Bee Gees going over the Brooklyn Bridge and hearing the, the beat to, uh, to Jive yeah. Talkin'. I mean, the, the exactly. ability to take that and turn it into this song to me is extraordinary
1: well it is extraordinary and it was really I was I, we were living in LA this is even before um, we, we'd just released Your Save so energy as you mentioned before and we were looking for a follow up single and we'd had a few written and recorded but I was jogging to the gym, and you know that little game you play when you're a kid where you don't step on the cracks? Yes, and just the the distance of those um, cracks in that pavement uh, in Los Angeles is like the da da da, three da oh. da 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 da, and and that was just the way that that beat came about. And I guess what I was going through with the relationship, the metaphor of you know the the, the mountain standing still in the river. Uh, finding its uh, its eventual path, uh, just all, it all came together on that oh. jog to the gym, and it's uh, it's just amazing. And 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 part two of that, um, just about four years ago, an indigenous group out of uh, Alice Springs, yes, uh, who really loved this song, um, heard that story about the cracks, and they wrote this whole. Uh, rap version of, For Mountain Mountain Two Point Zero yeah. about um, about not falling through the cracks as an Indigenous person and, and being the best they can at culture, and I just thought, well, how amazing that these sort of things pass on. Uh, so that little song that that, that might uh, is still doing great things, and in fact, I've got a little scoop for you. There's a there's a group in uh, Mumbai, India, that are currently translating it to Hindi. And they're going to do a, uh, a, a a Mumbai dance version of it as well.
0: Oh, that is incredible! Wow, for that to translate, your you know, personal thoughts and your what you're going through at the time uh, and the melody you create and then for somebody to take it up on the other side of the world and put it into their language. I can't imagine a, uh, a better tribute uh, to what you do. I think that is absolutely incredible. And I think about me jogging uh, and all I could hear is the thumping of my heart and me mumbling to myself, why the hell am I doing this? Uh, and here you've created one of the most incredible songs uh, in, uh, in Australian music. I mean, just absolutely unbelievable. And then now, I mean, again, I talk about, you know, you're not – obviously afraid to take chances, because now you take on Linda Perry, one of the great songwriters of the world, and you do the song What's Up, uh, which people of my ilk certainly know, uh, and the version just a couple of years ago with the, you know, extra beat, uh, as it were, it's just a little bit faster than the original that you might have heard from Four Non Blondes. It is fantastic. That is a party song.
1: Oh, mate, it is. You know, and I don't know what it is, but we we choose carefully um what we're going to what we're going to cover but we also um really try and make it our own and that's where um you know even harking back to what you talked about with with doing Bohemian Rhapsody and 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 Batter the Hell and this Linda Perry version of of what's up we um we didn't want it to be that acoustic sort of strummy thing that um was their version we wanted to make it ours and god it took it took a lot of incarnations until we finally found the starfish way of doing it, and now it is like live, I've got to take, we finished the show with it, and it's as big a hit as You're so Vain ever was without even, you know, being a radio hit. So it, it just to. shows... How people gravitate to something if it's good enough.
0: And the the film clip, if you're not familiar, and if you haven't had the opportunity to see Chocolate Starfish live, have a quick look at the uh, the film clip on YouTube on their uh, on their page. Subscribe while you're there, and uh, and it is just a, a snapshot of, as I say, the energy that you bring to live performances. And is that Pamela Anderson in the video? <laughs>
1: Yes, um, I was co-host and and took Pamela Anderson to the Australian Music Awards. Is that, yeah, that what it is? Uh, oh, that's okay. What it is? So, I can't uh, describe whether that was a highlight or a low light of my <laughs> career. However, Pamela and I, and funnily enough, there's a good story about it. So, when we were in LA that time, where I wrote Mountain, it was just uh, it was just after the awards and. Um, yeah. And uh, I thought, okay, well, I've got Pamela's number. I'm a brave young man. I'll, uh, I'll <laughs> ring her and ask her for a date. Anyway, she she uh, she didn't answer, so I left her voice message on her answering machine. Back in the day, uh, it wasn't actually a you know, it wasn't even a cell phone. And God, she um, she we were staying at a motel, and I remember the boys running down. I was having lunch in the in the in the motel's uh, diner, and they come running down. She's on the phone, and the whole. <laughs> the whole The whole diner knew about it, so of course you know I ran upstairs and very coolly went, "Oh hi, Pammy, how are you doing Oh no anyway my God. So we uh we had the one date, and uh, the rest is not history <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> well, that's incredible, and there, there's some other great iconic images there. Did you guys do uh, the the big red bash one year?
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we we did, and yeah. uh, and we're also doing it again this year as well.
0: Oh, um, great! Because and they're going to, of course, do that big tribute to uh, uh, Tina Turner uh, to with Tina. the uh, the air, the world record yeah. attempt at the Nutbush City Limits again.
1: Yeah, That'll look, that's a, that's a phenomenal uh, yeah. event, but uh, nothing like uh, what the Carnival of Flowers is going to be. Of
0: course not. Absolutely. Absolutely can't wait to, to see. So we, when we've we've spoken now about all of these different you know projects, how, how much of this now transfers over to what you can do in the set that you get when it comes to the Carnival of Flowers? What, what are we likely to see?
1: Oh, I reckon you're probably going to get the best of everything, my friend. Yeah, that's brilliant. And why would you not? Um, look, you know, we uh, we don't get uh, to the area very often, and we want to make sure that, um, you know, we give you our best, and that's going to be, you know, like I said, nearly 30 years of performing, and there's a lot of stories, as we've just covered, so I want to you know, I want to bring the best of all those experiences uh, to the event and so you'll you'll get a little bit of uh, the batter the hell experience you might get a little bit of bit of Freddie mercury uh, as but as as well as that you'll get uh, all the hits of chocolate starfish as well and uh, you know it, what what you can rely upon is that you will be fully engaged and uh, and that everybody will be involved so uh, I do know there are other performers who You know, like you just sit back on a chair and, you know, just sip your latte and uh, be very calm and cool. (laughs) That's not you guys. uh, By the time we get to midway through our set, my friend, uh, (laughs) that latte is going to be spilled all over you and you're going to be having the best time of your life.
0: Well, we absolutely cannot wait. The Garden City comes alive three massive nights there as the Carnival of Flowers, uh, the Festival of Food and Wine, September 8, 9, and 10. And part of this incredible lineup will be Chocolate Starfish uh, Adam. It's been an absolute thrill and an honour uh, to, uh, to have a chat with you uh, about your amazing career, and we can't wait to see what comes next. I'll just look forward to ticking off the box of yet another live performance when the Carnival of Flowers uh, rolls out in September. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Really appreciate it.
1: Pleasure, Lee, and thanks, everyone. Look forward to meeting you all.